I like it when the oomph comes out. That sounds like a 2000s hip hop boy band song. Baby, you bring the oomph. I'll bring the ah. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome. We are the ladies of Strange. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Thank you for joining us as we discuss the history of mystery and theory of all things questionable, odd, and lotioned over a nice bottle of Chianti. I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening? I don't know what I love, but it's staying in. <laughs> Welcome, guys. As you heard, I pulled out the oomph. Yes. So guess what we're talking about? Ghosts. Ghosty ghosts. Sort of. We already talked about ghost sex, so. So today, we're having ghost facts with Rebecca. Yay! Yay! It's more of ghost hunting facts. I kind of want to name ghost hunting for dummies because I'm the dummy, but... (laughs) All right, let's do this. I figured that might be a tad insulting to those who actually knew what they were doing. (laughs) No, not if you called yourself a dummy. I... Yeah, I had no idea how to do this, and I'm still not even sure if it works. So, apologies. One of the first things I discovered was if. Are you good, Ashley? Yeah, I made the mistake of giving Titan raspberries on his belly before we started recording, and there's fluff. Titan's a cat. Um, (laughs) So, I discovered Ashley's next job as a parapsychologist. Ooh. Which is the study of the paranormal and psychic phenomena. Wow. I'm excited for you, Ashley. For you. <laughs> so, Tell me more. Tell me more. So when you go hu- ghost hunting, there are some ground rules. Always. Number one, always be respectful. Aha. I had that one right. <laughs> it's not a test. <laughs> yes. Next, you should always research the location beforehand, such as the history, the safety, the accessibility, whether or not it's legal to go there, the aka mystery, trespassing. The conspiracy. Um, number three, don't go alone. Oh, I Kay. think that's a fair statement. Don't bring me along, but don't go alone. I mean, safety in numbers. Don't go alone. Okay. Four, use common sense and or follow your guts. Actually, <laughs> <Ashley> screwed. <laughs> I said, I said, and or follow your guts. Okay. Okay. That one she can do. Follow your nose. <laughs> Me running across the street away from the Sultan's house, not even looking to see if there was a car coming. <laughs> My gut is telling me to go that way. And not just because there's french fries. <laughs> okay. Number five is always say goodbye and be respectful. I think I said respectful twice, but you should be respectful. Yes. Please be respectful. And finally, if at any time you feel in danger or have a sudden sense of dread, it's okay to follow your gut and GTFO. Yes. Like Ashley. Like the Sultan's <laughs> Palace. I'm not even going to look and see if there's a car coming. Bye bye, uh-huh. motherfuckers. Peace. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> so our first tool for ghost hunting that we're going to cover is the pendulum. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. So for those of you who don't know, a pendulum is basically a rock on a string. A fancy rock. Fancy rock on a string. That kind of dumbs it down a little too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does. But uh, the reason I say that is because necklaces a lot of times can be used as pendulums. People have placed like their wedding rings on string and use them as pendulums. People buy crystals at the ends of chains and use those. 
You just kind of use what works for you. The pendulums have been used to answer questions either of yourself or of spirits and to find lost things. Pendulums answer questions by swinging in a specific direction and can swing in the following directions. Uh, yes, front. it's like the gender test that we did. No, I was just thinking like find lost items. That's the part that intrigued me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and this bitch is staying on my finger. You are not going to be used in any demonic way. Didn't we do it with you for the how many kids are you going to have? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... How do you use a pendulum? Magic. No. You hold the pendulum by the chain. The Uh chain in one hand and the tip of the pendulum just touching the palm of your other hand. Enough to keep it from swinging freely. So after that, you set your baseline. You ask the pendulum you know the answer to. So yes or no questions. And gently lift the pendulum up and note which way it swings. And then you repeat asking another yes or no question. So like first you ask like, is it Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Am I fabulous? Yes, queen. So answer the first one would be no. Answer the second one would be yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have your baseline. And then every time you use the pendulum, you must set this baseline. Okay. okay. Because it can sometimes swing different ways, even if it's a pendulum that you use. Same. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't think it's necessarily the pendulum that's answering it's the energies coming to the pendulum that are answering so it could be different exactly or it's the um what's that thing called the idiomotor yes yeah we're gonna cover that okay okay so you can either hold the pendulum in your hands or you can hold the pendulum above a chart these charts typically look like half circles and some have yes and no while while others are more complex such as having a series of numbers for instance if you're asking the age of something um, a quick Google and you guys will find a variety of charts to choose from that you can use with your pendulum if you have one. And I will post a couple examples to the blog. One thing I found interesting is some people, it doesn't matter if they're a skeptic or a believer, can just be naturals at using pendulums. Uh, I think Ashley's going to be a natural. Well, I mean, I'm a believer, so that helps too. Well, I'm a skeptic and I pendulums- freaked the fuck out of Tiffany. Yeah, I did. Yours. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Another important note is if you can't prevent yourself from internalizing the energy, you should not use a pendulum due to the high risks. The risks are especially high if you can't tell the difference of whether or not you're internalizing energy. Well, and good versus negative energies. How My question would be, how would I know if I internalize energy? Because I feel like the sounds of it, just based on like you saying that, I feel like I would be the kind of person that does so that. So she's not allowed to use a pendulum. No, I don't think that you would necessarily. Um, I mean, it's really, I believe, just from a feeling that you're getting. I mean, that's all it is, is people that do it and don't take it seriously. Those are usually the ones that things happen to because they're not listening to the signs. Okay. But if you take it seriously, and it's just like using a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. If you take it seriously and you do it properly, don't think you're going to be like taken over by any bad juju from using a pendulum. Good news is I don't ever have to worry about the Ouija board thing because I'm never touching one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to do pendulums. Okay. So if you're using a pendulum in a location that is expected to have activity, the more aggressively the pendulum swings, the higher the energy is in that location. Yes. Makes sense. Warning. When the pendulum is being used to communicate with spirits or communicate in an area, you have to be aware that pendulums don't have a distinct way to say goodbye. Ooh. So cool for freaking out your friends and 
finding things, maybe think about it before taking it to a haunted location. Or know how to charge and cleanse them. Exactly. After every time you use them. So sometimes if you're communicating with the powerful enough spirit, asking too much of the pendulum or working the pendulum too hard can end up breaking the pendulum due to the energy, sometimes fracturing it after you put it away. Mm-hmm. Didn't Ooh. yours break? No. Okay. I thought that yours had broken after Nashville. Mm-mm. That would have freaked me out and made me sad because I really like it. <laughs> it's a really pretty <laughs> necklace. <laughs> so scientifically speaking, speaking. <laughs> I was just going to let it roll. Scientifically. A speakling. Kehon hu. Pungalulums. They work. Oh my God, I want a pungalulum. <laughs> so they work the same way Ouija board does, i.e. the ideomotor effect as in if you expect a certain answer or your subconscious expects a certain answer, you yourself can cause minuscule movements in your body to make the pendulum swing in ways you expect it to. I'm going to say that is what happens. When okay. I answered that question, I didn't know the answer to in Nashville. A 50-50 shot, baby. <laughs> but it freaked oh. you out. Yeah, you didn't did. even ask it out loud, No. 50-50 chance, though. She said, do I love Ashley? And it said, yes, ma'am, you do. And she was like, oh, my God, how did it know? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> So if you're curious, you can actually try this at home with something as simple as a necklace. This is how I actually first used a pendulum and freaked myself out. I bought a necklace from a indie artist. The shop is called Cheap Luck Company. On Etsy? It's on Etsy. You should be able to Google it and find out. They're also on Instagram. But yeah, it was basically an amethyst on a yeah. chain. And I was able to make it say yes, answer yes or no a question. What? Amethyst? An amethyst? Amethyst? Amethyst. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> oh, Ashley took her necklace off. Carry on. Okay. Up next, <laughs> we have dowsing rods. Oh, man. Okay. So I will say this, and maybe just because I don't know much about paranormal, but I feel like dowsing rods are like the rubber noses of the clown community where people are like, oh, that's so lame. See, what's interesting about dowsing rods is it's something that my Southern Baptist family has mentioned before, specifically for finding water. Mm-hmm. Like anytime like we see it in the movies or you pick up a stick with like a V in it, they're like, oh, are you looking for water? I'm like, who are you? <laughs> so d- dowsing rods, a.k.a. divining rods, are typically known for finding things like water um, and have been used to search for treasure and sometimes for bodies. Ooh. Yeah. According to the British Dowser Society, the tools are simply an extension of the human response, giving clear signals that can sometimes be detected without them. Okay. So the idiomotor effect. Yes. But that's not why we're here. (laughs) Uh, So they come in two different shapes, typically. Uh, The V-shaped, where the forks are held loosely in your hands and the pointy end leads you to where you're going. And then L-shaped, which is two separate pieces, typically about two feet long. One of each gets held in each hand. Some people use only one, but typically they use two if they're L-shaped. The two L-shaped ones are the ones I've typically seen. Yeah. Um, Some say material doesn't matter, and some prefer certain types of sticks, i.e. willow versus pine, while (laughs) others think copper is is the superior dowsing material. I've always seen copper ones. Yeah. It's personal preference or how cheap you are. It (laughs) depends on what you're using them for, too. Yeah. Uh, You can start by taking your dowsing rod or asking them for guidance in whatever you're doing. 
uh, while holding the rods away from your body and slightly tilted down if they're the L-shaped variety to help limit their movement, but not so far down that gravity prevents them from moving side to side. Right. Let the rods guide you. In the V-shaped rods or the V-shaped um, dowsing rod, you'll just have to follow your instinct as to where it's pointing because it's not going to swing freely because you hold the tips of the V in each hand hmm. and you let the point guide you. Okay. Oh, like they're completely bent. No, this is like what you see in the movies with the sticks, with like the V-shaped sticks. Oh, just sticks. a singular Yeah, it's rod. a singular. Okay. Usually you see them in the movies like someone picks up a branch I've always that. just seen the L-shaped ones. I've seen both. Have you all seen Coraline? No. Yeah. Yeah, she uses a dowsing rod in it. Do not recall, but I take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> and then the L-shaped rods will cross over the object that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. One warning that was given was to be conscious of your surroundings because the rods might swing wildly and hit things. Yes. Like your face. <laughs> uh, or someone else. Dowsing rods work the same way during ghost hunting as they do when looking for things. Whereas if you're asking questions, you'll need to establish a baseline like you're using a pendulum. Right. Um, the rods can also be used to detect hot spots by holding them and carefully walking around until they cross, indicating a presence or a spirit. But since dowsing rods are used to find water traditionally, and some say they can detect electrical lines, you need to be aware of your surroundings to be able to discern what the rods are telling you. Yeah, dowsing rods have always seemed like the most um, unreliable source. The clown knows. I mean, I, there are people out there that use them and believe in them, and that's one of their go-tos when ghost hunting. But, I mean, that just seems like the easiest one that you could have human interaction or error with. They're the ones that strike me as the most hokey. Yeah. And that's not to like insult people right. who regularly le- use them, but like I've always associated them with like a cartoonish. Right. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah, that's the one that you see in like these big dramatic ghost hunting. Oh my God. And that's like they're swinging back and forth when the presence is near. It's really hitting you in the face. <laughs> Are you, what's uh, not another scary movie? <laughs> that seems like a scene in there where they just go bananas and start mm-hmm. attacking people. Yes. And I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that know how to use them properly and get good results from them, but they just seem like the most unreliable to me because I would get nervous and start like wringing them in my hands and they would uh-huh. just like, whoop, 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 and then I'd be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We are easily distracted. <laughs> okay. Up next, we have Ouija boards. Yay! Which we covered in episode nine, the O word. Oh my. So quick summary of the episode. You have a board with letters, numbers, sometimes yes and no, and goodbye. You place the planchette on the board and you and a partner or multiple people lightly place your hand on the planchette. Questions can be asked of the board and the planchette might spell out words or point to yes or no. And what is the number one rule with Ouija boards? Always Always say goodbye. Always close the board. <laughs> Always say goodbye. That's one thing I was actually, when you said sometimes yes and yes or no and goodbye, I was going to say no, no, sometimes yes or no, but always. Always goodbye. goodbye. If you ever come across a Ouija board that does not have goodbye, you walk what? away. Yeah. You say goodbye and you don't even touch it. You take a Sharpie and you write goodbye on the sucker. No. And then run. You, you just go. Touch it. Just run. Set I it just wouldn't even touch that one. Okay. And those are all my mechanical tools. For searching for ghosts. Would you guys like a drink break before I dive into the electrical tools? Yes. Would you guys like some spirits mixed up for you? (laughs) You're so punny. Some spirits or some good R&B love music. You bring the oomph. I'll bring the ah. 
Welcome to Meet My Ghost, a podcast of short ghost stories where you'll hear a collection of quick but spooky encounters in each show because it doesn't take a long time to get thoroughly creeped out. I'm Sandy Tufts, and my quest is to find and bring you chilling personal tales recounted by the people who experience them, and maybe some freaky fictional stories now and then as well. Because there's nothing like a good ghost story. Do you believe in ghosts? Join me for the show and see what you think. You can find Meet My Ghost wherever you listen to your podcasts, as well as Instagram and meetmyghost.com. Come get creeped out with me. Excited to learn things I will never have to put to use. <laughs> I do like how you conveniently left the EMF here when we went to New Orleans. I really didn't mean to. I had yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. pack it and just didn't. I also meant to pack something else. I can't remember what. Your underwear? No, I remembered underwear. Don't know why. Bras. Bras. I forgot a bra. <laughs> I knew it was some sort of undergarment. Yeah. We're adults. <laughs> I remembered everything. Thank you very much. So up next <laughs> is... What was that? Did you just push your microphone? Oh. I just saw Tiffany go... Yeah, I, I pushed... Did you woodpecker your microphone? <laughs> I pushed... I don't know if you guys have noticed this at all yet, but I constantly have my nose or my mouth on the microphone pushing it. I know. It. It's a, sometimes I get weird noises in the recording and I'm like, Who, what? I didn't What's know you happening? were pushing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Photographs. Photographs. <gasps> Ew. No. <gasps> I should see if my coworker will let us have one of her pictures for the blog. She Ooh. has an insane picture from Savannah. Okay, let's do that. It gives uh. me the heebies. So one thing I found interesting while researching photographs is I, I didn't find a whole lot of information on cameras that took film. All the information seemed to be exclusively for digital cameras. Okay. And one explanation I found was because digital cameras are very cost effective when compared to film. Right. So throwing that out there. Um, so digital photographs sometimes show anomalies referred to as orbs, which look like floating balls of light. Sometimes these orbs can take shape and some research into symbolic meanings behind these shapes can lead you to the answers you're looking for. Mm. And so it's not always just a circle. It can be shapes. Sometimes you'll see like almost like a light streak across the photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I took out the note that said it's totally dust, but okay. Yeah, no, dust is my go-to for when I see orbs. Yeah, photographs were the one that I was most skeptical of and couldn't find a whole lot of like information on other, have, than, other than take lots of pictures. Have you ever seen pictures that point out the orbs versus dust particles? Because they look different. Well, maybe I should have found those before <laughs> presenting. <laughs> because people always like to claim it on dust but like you can look at a picture and see the difference in like the dust particles that got kicked up before you took the pictures and actual orbs hmm i'm just gonna say it's dust okay thank you up next is audio you dusty bitch (laughs) that's not the first time i've been called that i know (laughs) up next is audio audio also known as evp which stands for electronic voice phenomenon 
Ooh, phenomenal. And it was, thank you. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I hate I'm sorry, I'm you. done. So this was first popularized in the 1970s by Rodive, Rodive, who was a parapsychologist from Latvia. Oh, oh Latvia. Yes. This phenomenon happens, don't you dare start singing, when human-like voices and phrases or words can be heard on recorded electronic media that aren't heard during the time of the recording. Okay. Sometimes these voices are only heard after amplification and noise filtering have been applied to the recording. Yeah. Scientifically speaking, it is thought that an EVP is a result of auditory pareidolia, which is the tendency of the observer to interpret vague signals into something recognizable, like when you look for shapes and clouds. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fair. This means an observer could listen to static or white noise, and there's a chance the observer will be able to interpret words or short phrases in the noise, which is why EVPs are generally considered pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. Pseudo. Pseudoscience by Tupac. <laughs> Do you talk about the voice boxes at all? Yep. Okay. Give me, give me a second. Um, I have heard some some recordings that, I understand how they would say, like, it's just static and you're making it into something. But I have heard some that are, like, crystal. Well, that's why I was asking about the voice boxes. Because EVPs freak me out. Like, when it's just them recording mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, is anybody here? Tell us something. Da, 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 da. And they're like, get out. Yeah. But the voice box, which you're going to touch base on, so I don't want to go that one. I'm a little more. It, yeah. I have opinions on the voice box. <laughs> As do I. So their investigators will use a grading scale when interpreting EVPs. Okay. So grade A is clear, easy to understand, and no application is required. A good way to judge this is if you show someone else the EVP and they, they are, hear the same thing. And they hear the exact same thing without you telling them what it's supposed to say. Then there's grade B, which don't necessarily need enhancement to understand, but might need to be listened to multiple times to recognize what's being said. Mm-hmm. Grade C is very faint and needs significant enhancement before they are able to be heard. And then there's class D and G, which are questionable EVPs that may or may not mean anything. Right. And then there's type R. Oh. This type of EVP only becomes clear when the recording is played backwards. Ooh. Ooh. It's like a Kiss album. <laughs> Pink Floyd? This type is Kiss very... Kiss too. Really? Yeah. Th- this type is very rare to encounter in the wild. Only Is it though? Or are people just not realizing that it's a type R? Player messages backwards, guys. Kidding. Always. 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 So where do these EVPs come from? Ghosts. Ghosts. So a couple options are voices of the deceased from a different dimension from the researcher's own subconscious. No, what? No, that's not how that works. Or the voices are angelic or demonic in origin. Um, I have, I don't know why, but I have a harder time believing in angelic voices and demonic voices than ghosts. And I know there's like a weird distinction. Well, there's like fine line. I mean, I feel like they can kind of run. T- I considered them spirits and they would all be grouped together. I'm kind of with Ashley on that one. Alrighty. Like, I think that they're sea separate. What did you say? I was trying to say three separate and I said sea separate things. Yes, they are see through. Yep. Okay. But they're all grouped together in my brain. I mean, same here. Okay. 
So basically, EVPs can be gathered using any basic audio recording equipment. It is generally recommended to buy the best one you can afford to increase your chances of obtaining a clear EVP. Uh, when recording, be aware of things like ambient noise, time and location, and whether you'll be using a series of questions to lead the conversation or leaving the device alone for a time. Hmm. So, have, so have a game plan, guys. Think it through a little bit. Both. Por qué no las dos? Okay. <laughs> Why not both? Why not both? Up next. I just wanted to talk Spanish, too. Tortilla. Okay. So... Up next is the oomph. Yay! Hello, oomph. Which stands for electromagnetic force, which is a type of physical interaction between electrically charged particles. And this one I'm a, kind of a bit of a skeptic on because things like power lines, metal plumbing, and devices that use wireless communication are the main sources of EMF in our daily lives. You're a skeptic, but you bought one for our studio. So I could see Tiffany's face when you opened up the package. To be fair, both of our faces were pretty priceless. Yeah. I Mine knew it, was pure excitement. Yeah, I knew it would make you incredibly happy, and I knew it would terrify Tiffany, and therefore making me really happy, and it was great. My okay. bowels dropped real hard when I saw that. <laughs> Let, your Let the bowels hit drop. the floor. <laughs> oh, Let your bowels hit the floor. Let the bowels hit the floor. Let the bowels hit the floor. <gasps> oh, boy. Oh, I just pulled a neck muscle. <laughs> She's stressed out, guys. Are you 84? Are you 84? <laughs> so, a fun quote I found from The Shady Science of Ghost Hunting, published by Live Science. The Shady <laughs> yep. Science of Ghost Hunting. Okay. <laughs> quote At a haunted location, strong, erratic, fluctuating EMFs are commonly found. It seems these energy fields have some definite connection to the presence of ghosts. The exact nature of the connection is still a mystery. However, the anomalous fields are easy to find. Whenever you locate one, a ghost might be present. Any erratic EMF fluctuations you may detect may indicate ghost activity. So that was the clearest explanation I could find of what is actually going on with the oomph. Okay. Other I, than explaining, like, don't be near power lines, have your phones off. I choose to believe there's always some kind of electricity nearby messing with it. You're so not fun. I live in my own little world, and it is a beautiful place and not scary at all. Well, then, yeah, picked the wrong podcast to join, my you love. You really did. Right. Up next is the spirit box. Yeah. This device is a device that's programmed to quickly sweep through radio channels, the desired result being an otherworldly entity. Uh, being able to manipulate the sound generated to be able to communicate with investigators. So kind of like really advanced EPP, kind of. Okay. The best example of this device is it's a really fast version of the radio scanner in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spirit boxes are available in models that sweep FM channels, AM channels, or both simultaneously. Sweeping both reportedly gets better results, and some models can scan forwards or backwards. Okay. Huh. Don't get too excited, Ashley. I'm. I, these are ones I've never really. Yeah. Some that behind. Yeah, I don't understand these. Uh, some come with antennas to pick up radio stations, but it appears that there's some deb debate on if this contaminates or skews the resulting EVP. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling it EVP because I'm not sure what else to call it. 
I think they're still considered EVPs from there. So higher end models can come with a temperature sensor that's being able to indicate to the investigator a temperature drop that can be a sign of paranormal presence. And I did try to research a little bit into temperature drops and how that's related to ghost hunting. And other than it gets cold when there's a ghost, there wasn't a whole lot of information. (laughs) Did your computer read it out loud to you in that voice? Oh, it gets cold when there's a ghost. Pretty much. It wasn't a fruitful search. (laughs) A burr. It's cold in here. I said there must be some ghost in the atmosphere. Saying boo. Okay, so boxes. Ghost. So boxes can come with an adjustable scanning frequency, some with a resolution of milliseconds, and some come with a speaker attachment, while others have a Faraday cage accessory to help filter uh, extra noise. uh, Okay, a Faraday (laughs) cage is a grounded metal screen surrounding a piece of equipment to exclude electrostatic and electromagnetic influences. Okay. It makes sense. So the spirit box can be used in the same way EMF readers and audio recorders are used, as in the investigator can ask a series of questions, allowing time in between each question for something to communicate through the box. (laughs) (laughs) Again, kind of like the dousing rods. And I know that there's people out there that feel this way about all of these, but this one's just real hard for me to get behind. And this brings us to Rebecca's closing statement and her hot take on the spirit boxes. Yay. Oh, yay. If you have infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters, one of them will eventually recreate a play by Shakespeare word for word. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about spirit boxes. Pretty much. That's uh, pretty appropriate. Yeah, that one. That's magnificent. I don't know. And I mean, there are some. <laughs> Sorry. There are some times where they get them, in, but like if people say that regular EVPs, just picking up EVPs can be skewed to sound like whatever you want it to sound like, you're telling me that having a thousand words per second going through a machine is eventually going to line up to say hi, right? Or mom. I mean, <laughs> fair. Now, if it was like, yo, bitch, what up? I'd be like, okay. It's, I see you, two pack. It's duck on a pop station (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i want that to happen one day when i'm out ghost hunting i just want bert from the bert show just to pop up wouldn't that be terrifying to just have like be ghost hunting and have it stop and suddenly taylor swift starts playing our song was a slam screen door maybe the ghost was a was a taylor fan you don't know their mom i don't don't it's britney bitch (laughs) (laughs) Um, that was amazing. And yes. I want more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One interesting thing I found is like some things that you relate to, oh, this is a ghost hunter tool. There's not a whole lot of information on and others you didn't expect to be as widely known had a ton of information on them. Yeah. So for example, temperature drops. Temperature? Temperature <laughs> drops. If it's cold, there's a ghost. I think if it's hot, it's a diamond. So, <laughs> so when we go on... A ghost hunting adventure with um, the lady from that radio station. Zara? Zana? Yes. Zana? I'm really bad with names. We need to remember this. And we need to do it during the day when it's right outside and I need to have snacks with me. You went on a ghost tour with me? Yeah. That's different. Did you say you need to have snacks with you? (laughs) 
We're just gonna leave you in the air conditioned car. I don't want to be left here. alone. Crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> Tiffany, what? Put down the Cheetos. I'm. S- I can't. They're comfort. I'm so crunch, scared. crunch, 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 crunch. No, this is gonna sound weird. Cheetos. <laughs> Cheetos. Are stupid. Oh. Stop eating. I'm kidding. I love Cheetos. I was about to say, ma'am, you are fired. My go- That's why that person's a ghost. My go-to comfort food when I'm scared is lemon heads, which is weird. Your go-to comfort food is anything that's available. Fair. But if I'm scared, I want lemon heads because I distinctly remember eating lemon heads when you made me watch House on Haunted Hill. And the only way to distract myself was pouring them out of that little stupid bag that comes in the box. Without making as much noise as possible. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, except makes all your orifices pucker and you feel like they can't get inside of you. I mean that too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, it's sour. And everything just puckers up. That We're going with that one. <laughs> oh my God. So in our ghost hunting bag, there will be an oomph. There will be some sort of audio equipment and lemon heads, apparently. Lots of lemon head. Then all you'd hear is like walking around in the box where they're like, it's like when you're trying to sneak candy into the movie theater and you're like, no, I don't have Reese's pieces in my pocket. Shake, what shake, do you shake. Mean? Nothing. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's play in a ghost hunt. Y'all have fun. You're coming with us. And I want a pendulum. I will. I want a pendulum. I will. Um, I want to go this weekend and get one. Babysit Dominic and baby girl. While y'all go ghost hunt. Or my sister can watch both of them for us and we can all go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go get pendulums this weekend. Um, uh, we'll no, figure we- this out after recording. <laughs> we don't have to figure this out on air. Yeah. So yeah. Good job, ma'am. Ta-da. Oh, God. It was a ghost. That's yeah. a great B. <laughs> <laughs> what did it say? It's it you. It did not say you. You better get used to my burps, lady. Mrs. Fartasia over there. <laughs> oh, oh, that might be your new drag name. <laughs> Fartasia Burrito. <laughs> On that note. Remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss... You can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. And you can tweet Tiffany your drag name. Woo, 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 woo. Or photos of orbs. Ew. Uh, don't or forget- you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon where we have lots of bonus content. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm being a spirit box. Keep it strange, lovelies. <laughs> oh, she entertains herself too much. Keep it strange, lovelies. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> good, good night. <laughs>